This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 4, Episode 1. On this episode, we are celebrating the podcast's first birthday with a look back at lessons learned from my first year of podcasting and where we're planning to take the podcast in year two. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. A few years ago, I was finishing up an interview with Davy Jones of the Brands That Book podcast. Fantastic podcast, by the way, if you've never listened to it, we will link that in the show notes. And on that episode of his podcast, we were talking about the core factors of brand identity. And if you've ever been a guest on a podcast, you know that typically once the interview is over and you and the host do the obligatory like, hey, Abby, thanks so much for being here. And you say, thanks for having me, Davey. It's been great. After you do that bit, like you don't actually end the call, even though they end the recording. So once the host hits the you know stop recording button, there's usually a couple minutes of informal chat at the end where you say like, oh my gosh, that was great. Or wow, I didn't know, blah, 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 whatever. It's just, it's just informal. And it was during that post interview chat with Davey that he said something to the effect of, this was awesome. You're really good at this. Have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast? Truthfully, I had had that as a pipe dream in the back of my mind for a couple of years already. But when I say pipe dream, I mean that in the like Webster's Dictionary definition of like an unattainable or fanciful hope that it felt impossible. Like scaling Everest seemed like an easier task than starting and maintaining a podcast. But I had been a guest on several other podcasts over the last couple of years. And the consistent feedback that I was getting was, Wow, we saw a lot of downloads with your episode. I was actually on Jenna Kutcher's podcast, the Gold Digger podcast, and my episode was one of the top 10 of her first year out of like 80 plus episodes. So that was a clue that we were maybe on to something there. And yet it seemed like an impossible feat. And I think I was looking back mostly afraid of the commitment that I would get going with a full head of steam only to peter out pretty quickly, that I would then look like a flake because I hadn't figured out a long-term plan. If you've been following the Abby Grace brand for a while, you might remember that we had a YouTube channel. (laughs) And that lasted about six months before I completely burned out on YouTube. Um, That show, the way that we had set it up, it was just unsustainable. And I had started dreading the process of prepping and filming YouTube videos. So when it came to time to give the show the axe, it was a very easy decision. Actually, I don't even think we officially gave the show the axe. We just stopped posting. So in the spring of 2022, we tried a new tactic leading into the launch of Brand Photography Academy, which ended up becoming the reason that we started a podcast in the first place. So Spring of 2022, I launched a private podcast called Unsinkable Marketing. We will also link that show in the notes below. And while I didn't intend for it to be, Unsinkable Marketing ended up being sort of a beta test for a public podcast. It was only six episodes. It was a short-term commitment, and it was very focused on the subject of marketing brand photography businesses. Each episode of that six-episode show took me forever to make, but I loved it. I loved the writing process. I loved how it forced me to clarify my own thoughts and practices. I loved recording. I loved all of it. And then once again, the comments started rolling in about like, hey, have you ever thought about hosting a public podcast? You're really good at this. And so that was the verification that I needed. And a few months later, the Artisan CEO podcast was born. 
Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brain session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely gonna wanna join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation. And learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist, that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. Podcasting has taught me a lot over the last year, both when it comes to the actual art of podcasting and about the strategy that's needed to make a show viable in the long term, which has had implications throughout our entire business. So even if you never have any plans to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever, these lessons learned over the first year of our podcast can absolutely apply to any creative small business, no matter how many times you've been around the block. Lesson number one was to begin with the end in mind. So before you start, make a plan. And the first component of that is knowing why you want to start a project in the first place. This was the major missing piece for me for all of those years where I had it in the back of my mind of like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to start a podcast? But then I never actually did. I didn't have any clarity about what I wanted the podcast to do for my business. Like, what is the point of this? It sounded fun, but fun only keeps you going for so long. Like when it's not fun anymore, then you quit. And I didn't want to start and then flame out a few months later. I knew that part of a long-term strategy was understanding how this podcast was going to impact our business's bottom line. Because podcasting is a lot of work. I love doing it, but in the weeks when I don't feel like podcasting, if my only reason for starting was because, oh, it's fun, then it would be really easy during those weeks when I don't feel like it to just not publish. And consistency is really important to me. So getting clear on what I wanted out of the show and where I wanted that to positively impact our business and how that was important. And along that line, you also need to be clear about how this new project fits into your existing business. Where is the time for the show going to come from? So it takes me about two hours to script out each show and then about 45 minutes to record. 30 minutes if I'm like really on top of it. So where are those two and a half to three hours coming from? And how is this new marketing channel going to work with the other marketing channels that we are currently using? Because a podcast is a channel of marketing, like it's a source of education for you, but it's also a source of marketing for us. And so how will this new marketing channel 
work with the other ones that we're already using? How is this going to work in harmony with our newsletter and our blog and our social media channels and all of these other places where people are encountering the Abby Grace brand? That one took me a while to figure out as well. I didn't want to just push every episode of the podcast to Instagram with an audiogram or, you know, the same Canva template because I personally know that I tend to ignore those posts from other business owners. And the reason for that is because, let's be honest, when I'm on Instagram, I'm not looking for podcast episodes. I'm looking to consume material on the Instagram platform itself. So one of the considerations when we started the podcast was how can we take the podcast and direct attention to the content within it without totally changing everything else that I was already doing? And then when you're beginning with the end in mind, there are also the nuts and bolts and logistics to consider. Like how often are you going to publish? How long is each episode going to be? Are you going to do solo episodes or interview style? Solo episodes take a lot more time to craft and write because again, I'm scripting every one of those. But it also means that I'm in complete control of the quality of each of those episodes. I'm not having to wait on somebody else's availability and then hope that they show up and offer some really good content for my audience. So you're not married to whatever choices you make at the beginning. You can make changes as the show develops or if this is some other project that you're doing, some other endeavor, you can make changes as you go. But having a general idea of what you're after when you begin instead of an attitude of, yeah, we'll just end up wherever we end up, that's going to help you make decisions more efficiently from the beginning. Lesson number two was that if a project was worth doing, it is worth doing well. And we've seen this one play out in a few different areas. One of my core values is excellence. Anybody who knows me in real life will tell you this is like Abby doesn't settle for good enough. I'm not the kind of person who can do that. It's just not in my DNA. And while that may sound like an enviable characteristic at first, um, a strength taken too far can become a weakness. It's, you know, It's kind of the concept of a fatal flaw. And perfectionism can actually be a procrastination tool. And I knew about myself that wanting it to be perfect could absolutely be a stumbling block or an excuse for me to delay another six months to a year. So we just went ahead and hired a podcast agency to help me get the show off the ground for the first season. They took care of getting the channel set up, of creating the cover art and a few Canva templates for me to use for social media. They helped me map out my first 12 episodes and the biggest part was they took care of the editing for the first season. They also published each of those first 12 episodes, including show notes and everything, made sure they went out across Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, wherever else people are listening to podcasts. So all I had to do after the initial sort of onboarding and like figuring out the where do we want the show to go? What do we want the focus to be? After we did all of that, all I had to do was write and record my episodes and then upload those to the shared workspace and they took care of the rest. And that was enough to get me started, to help me get my feet underneath me. But after the first season, Matt and I decided instead of re-signing up at the agency, we decided why don't we handle this on our own because we've got like a pretty good rhythm going. We've got a pretty good momentum. The biggest benefit for working with the agency at that point would have just been the editing side of things. Um, So there are 
definitely still some snags that we've hit since taking it on ourselves, mainly that I need to get my materials over to Matt way sooner. I've been behind on that most weeks. But all in all, I'm really happy with the final product since we decided to keep it in-house. Matt is doing a fantastic job of being flexible around me. And the more he edits, the faster he gets and the cleaner each episode ends up being. So slowly but surely, we became more consistent from episode to episode. But we started with the bar of excellence and realizing that in order to reach that, we needed somebody else to come in and help us do that. So yes, pursue the excellence, but also learn to use discernment about where that pursuit of excellence really matters and really makes a difference. Like I've had to learn to stop obsessing over perfection when that prevents me from getting something done and published. I once heard author John Acuff say that done is better than perfect, and that is something that I have learned to embrace, and it's like truly a practice. There are times where I'm like, have to chant it to myself like a mantra like done is better than perfect done is better than perfect I know that this will be worth it just to get it out there so the agency that we worked with on the first season I mentioned that they provided podcast cover art and when we settled on the final version of the podcast cover art I knew that this was going to be a done is better than perfect scenario the podcast art was good enough to get things launched it was fine it was it was it was truly good enough it really was But I knew that I wanted something that was like, that felt super on brand for us. Um, I knew I was going to want a different cover art if we kept at it with the show. And honestly, I knew that what I ultimately wanted was almost a sub brand for the podcast, that the podcast itself would be branded within the overall umbrella of the Abby Grace brand. I have really high standards for any kind of visuals that are associated with our brand. So after the first season, we hired a designer to give the podcast that sort of sub brand and I am obsessed with the results. We got a whole brand board made like typefaces, uh, even a couple of different colors than we were using with the overall Abby Grace brand. Our designer took things to a level I didn't know was possible, which is the point of hiring a specialist. Like they can see better than you can. They can do a better job than you can and they can come up with ideas that you didn't even realize you were missing because you're not the expert. So what our designer came up with has made everything feel so much more harmonious within the podcast brand. And a benefit of that is I feel more confident about sending people to the podcast and the podcast website because I know that it has my designer's kiss of approval. It's something I'm really proud of. There's something to be said for letting a professional do their thing and then the increased energy that that brings to you showing up online because you know that the visuals are properly representing the brand the way that you want it to be seen. Something else I had considered obsessing over was sound quality. So before we started the show, I had upgraded my mic from a $100 Blue Yeti mic. It's the one that everybody uses in their brand session. You've absolutely seen it before, either in silver or in white. (laughs) So I had one of those that I'd used for years past, but um, with the increased volume of recording that we were going to be doing with the podcast and also new course materials, I went ahead and upgraded to a $250-ish mic by the brand Shure, S-H-U-R-E. It was something that a sound pro friend had recommended. And I also invested in an isolation shield. It's a sound dampening foam thing that helps reduce echo. And then I started thinking, well, if the if the better mic is doing a good job and the, the sound shield is good, wouldn't it be even better if I created an entire sound booth? But then as I, I know this is ridiculous, but then as I started like looking into the cost of it, I realized it was going to be really expensive. And honestly, that the more importantly, the difference that it would make 
in the final product was not going to be worth it. The juice was not going to be worth the squeeze. We're not talking about recording music. I am not trying to turn into a producer. My podcast sounds great as it is. The sound quality is already really good. And so the amount of difference that an actual sound booth would make wouldn't have much of an effect on the overall effectiveness of the podcast. It doesn't affect the content of the podcast. So done is better than perfect. I am currently recording from my Sure mic and my foam shield and it's working out just fine. Lesson number three, if you're going to add a new stream of marketing, make sure you account for the maintenance aspect because once an initiative is in place, it has to be maintained. This was one of the main takeaways from one of the in-person mastermind events that I attended. Developing a new marketing plan is not just a matter of the initial ideation. You have to also plan for how you're going to maintain that new task once you've gotten over the initial hump of creating it. So when we initially launched the podcast summer of 2022, we launched with four episodes loaded onto the channel and then we published once a week for eight weeks, so a total of 12 episodes. I had spent pretty much all of July working on the podcast, um, so I'd set aside sort of like a season of time to get things going, and then I hadn't really accounted for what was going to happen once that first season was done. I knew that I wanted to keep up with the show, but I didn't have a plan beyond like, let's just get the first season done, and that's okay. You know, it's kind of hard to plan for season two when you're not even sure if season one is going to work. Season one was kind of like a pilot season. But where this became an issue was that I had also put it on my list of goals for the year to be more consistent with social media, specifically Reels and TikTok. I know I'm doing it wrong, but as a rule, I tend to overthink and overproduce short form videos. Which is ironic because my highest performing short form video ever took me like 30 seconds to film. It has nothing to do with brand photography. It was how I listened to, I started listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving and how my mom would be ashamed of me. Of course, that one has like 40,000 views on it and all of my other really highly produced ones that are about brand photography and have all of these really valuable takeaways have like half that amount. It's fine. Uh, Which just goes to show you can never predict what the algorithm is going to push. It's all kind of a crapshoot anyway. But anyway, so for the like educational reels that I was doing, I tend to overthink and overproduce those, which means that they end up taking more time than I would like. So these people who are like, I just recorded 47 reels in 10 minutes. I'm like, well, that sounds great. I don't know how to do that. And I think it comes down to divorcing myself from this like, pursuit of excellence and I just don't know if I I'm sure it can be done but um so far I have not found the formula for that so if you have the the secret pill let me know um so I was gonna going back to like making making sure you have the bandwidth to maintain if I was going to introduce and commit to a podcast and then commit to being more consistent with a time-consuming aspect of social media I needed to account for the time to do both of those things Even though we worked out a lot of the kinks with the show during the first season, it was not running on its own. It still takes up time every week. The podcast is not a set it and forget it kind of effort. And that needed to be accounted for when we were considering introducing more new material. Spoiler alert, I still haven't achieved any kind of consistency with short form video. I don't know why. It is such a block for me. No, actually... I do know why it's a block for me. It's because I don't want to have to spend more time than is necessary scrolling on social media to look for format ideas and trending sounds. And the result of that is it's just been an underwhelming Instagram growth. And we can talk about that in another episode. It's fine. (laughs) So with three seasons and 40 episodes of the podcast under my belt, 
here's what's coming up in year two. We're going to have more solo episodes focused on growing your brand photography business, keeping brevity in mind so that we stay away from those long-winded, wandering episodes that eat up more of your time than is needed. Again, this is why I script out every episode. It's a lot of extra work, but the results are way better in the end. And that's not to say I don't go off script sometimes. I do. You guys can probably tell when I go off script, but um, it just helps keep me focused, helps make sure like what's the big idea of the episode and making sure that everything that's inside the content of that episode is contributing to the big idea. So I'm also bringing in a couple of guest experts this season to share on topics that I do not specialize in, and I'm really excited about those. Those episodes are going to be awesome. We've already had one of those one of those interviews. We've got another one coming up. Those are going to be good. We've only done a couple of interview episodes in the past, and that has been very intentional. I don't want to just start pulling guests in to simply fill airtime or like fill a week that we have a you know blank spot on the calendar. So I handpick each guest because they have something that I think our listeners need to hear. It's actually why we don't accept um, like solicitations to be a guest on our podcast because I want to make sure that like we are filling a hole that actually exists with our audience instead of like bringing in all this ancillary information that's you know may or may not be beneficial serves to pad airtime, but like, is that actually helpful? I've said this in episodes past. I have a lot of respect for your time and we want to make sure that if we're going to ask you to tune into a 25-minute episode, that all 25 of those minutes are worth the squeeze, that it's not just taking up your time for the sake of saying, oh, I published a podcast episode this week, that it's really going to do something for your business. So that's why I'm so picky about, honestly, who we bring onto the podcast. I want to make sure that that is equally valuable for you. And then here is where I have a favor to ask you guys. I am really curious about listener behavior and the stats for podcasts are like almost non-existent. Like you would, you, you know that like insights tab on Instagram where you can get information about your audience? That does not exist for podcasts. So I would love to gather some intel if you guys are willing to give it to me. I would love to know what you're doing while, not that, you know, a stats site could track this, but I would love to know what are you doing while you're listening to this particular episode of the podcast? Are you driving kids to school? Are you editing photos? Are you exercising? What are you doing while you're listening to this episode? Shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Abby Grace Photo and tell me what you were doing while this episode was piping into your ears. Coming up in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to stop hating sales calls. Yes, I'm going to be dropping the S word quite a lot in that episode, selling. It's a topic that makes a lot of artists run for the hills. So I'm going to be sharing how to love the sales part of your process and how loving those calls is going to put more money into your bank account and ultimately more fulfillment in your job. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?